welcome to the Factual Forecast, a look at the week's biggest stories and what they mean for the editors at Factual. I'm Jimmy Levis. Today is April 29th, and in this week's forecast, we'll check in on the coronavirus measures at the 2020 Olympics, snap elections in Madrid, a court hearing on the ship that got stuck in the Suez Canal, a UN report on forced disappearances in Colombia, and an update on the coronavirus situation in India. You can read about all these stories and more in our weekly newsletter, which you can find a link to in the show notes. On Friday, the Tokyo Olympics Organizing Committee will hold a roundtable with medical experts to discuss measures against coronavirus. With fewer than 100 days until the Olympics are scheduled to begin, Japan is dealing with an array of coronavirus-related challenges, including rising case numbers, low vaccination rates, and newly declared states of emergency in major metropolitan areas. The Olympic torch relay is also underway, but has faced its own set of troubles, including athletes pulling out, detours, and cancellations. Even as Japan struggles to control its coronavirus situation and public resistance to the event remains high, officials seem determined to press forward with the Olympics. Friday's roundtable is unlikely to change that, but organizers are expected to continue unveiling more specific guidelines on how the games will be pulled off in the midst of a pandemic. On Tuesday, voters in Madrid, Spain, will cast ballots in the region's snap election, and the regional government's coronavirus response will no doubt be front and center. Madrid's incumbent president, Isabel Diaz Ayuso, called the election in March, ending what had been a tenuous coalition between her center-right People's Party and the liberal Ciudadanos Party. Ayuso has headed the regional government since 2019 and has been called a lockdown skeptic for her resistance to close bars, restaurants, and entertainment venues during the pandemic. That, in stark contrast to much of Europe. The run-up to the election has also been plagued by threats to several left-wing figures. Latest polling suggests the USA's decision to call an election may pay off handsomely, with her party well ahead, while their coalition partner is likely to be shut out entirely. The far-right Vox party stands to benefit as a potential new governing partner if USA's People Party falls short of an outright majority. Also on Tuesday, an Egyptian court is set to hear an appeal from the owner of the Ever Given, That's the container ship that ran aground in the Suez Canal last month, blocking one of the world's busiest marine traffic routes for six days. The ship's owner is appealing the court's ruling that gave the waterways administrator the right to detain the vessel until it's paid compensation. Egypt's Suez Canal Authority wants $916 million for dislodging the ship, and it seized the vessel, with 25 crew members, all Indian nationals, until the sum is paid. The ship's owner and insurer argue the claim is too high and not supported. They're alleging the demanded compensation includes $300 million for a salvage bonus and a similar amount for loss of reputation. Suez Canal revenues have averaged about $5.4 billion annually over the last five years. Tension has escalated over the impounded ship, with the head of India's seafarer union accusing the Suez Canal Authority of holding the ship's crew for ransom, a claim the waterway administrator has denied. The ship's owner aims to overturn the court's initial ruling by outlining five alleged procedural violations. Meanwhile, the vessel's insurer said it will continue to negotiate in good faith with the Suez Canal Authority to reach an amicable solution. It's unclear whether the company would have any recourse internationally if its efforts in Egyptian courts fail. On Wednesday, a UN committee is expected to deliver a report on forced disappearances in Colombia. While the exact number of forced disappearances during Colombia's conflict is unclear, At least one of the reports recorded more than 63,000 missing people. Humanitarian agencies claim the number is higher. Colombia has been reporting to the UN on the matter since 2012, most recently earlier this month. 
Colombian officials say the country is strengthening its fight against forced disappearances, but blame drug cartels and guerrilla dissidents for the continuing problem. Still, multiple Colombian governments have been accused of enforced disappearances, with state agents reportedly committing more than 6,000 extrajudicial killings between 2002 and 2008, just to pad the list of enemies killed in combat. Although the main goal of the upcoming UN report is to ensure Colombia is fulfilling its obligations under international convention, it's unclear if it is being transparent in its reports. Human rights groups claim former military commanders tried during the peace process are not being listed as forced disappearances. The UN will issue recommendations according to the latest reports, but it's unclear whether Colombia's openly pro-conflict government will adhere to the guidelines. Our last item for this forecast is a look at the coronavirus situation in India. For more on that, I spoke with Factual Editor Amana Gunawan. Hi, Amana. Hey. Hey, so let's just dive right into this. What's what's going on in India? Seems like they're in the midst of a pretty serious situation with COVID. What's the latest there? So this Saturday, um, all Indian citizens that are 18 years old and older are now eligible to receive a vaccine. Um, currently, only healthcare and frontline workers are eligible, or adults over 45 years old are eligible for the vaccine. Um, so this is their third phase of inoculation campaign, and which is especially crucial given skyrocketing cases across the country right now. Well, I got to be honest; the word "skyrocketing" doesn't sound too encouraging. How many cases do they have there? So it's been a pretty dire situation. There's now at least 15 million cases and more than 178,000 deaths since the start of the pandemic. Just recently, India recorded more than a million new cases in less than a week, which is pretty stark. Um, And they've been setting daily national and world case records. That is sobering. What's the vaccination program? How's that been working for us? Yeah, so... It's interesting because despite um, having rolled out one of the fastest uh, vaccination drives in the world, it's really unclear at this point if India has enough doses or is even logistically able to meet the expanded demand in, you know, kind of a short notice. Um, India is the world's second most populous country, um, but it is also the largest vaccine producer. But, you know, even now, several states say that they might have to postpone the start of the third phase just because of supply shortages um, with, you know, vaccination centers being closed and stuff because of these Uh, shortages. How are they handling the costs? Is there a charge to get vaccinated in India? So beginning May 1st, the central government um, is basically planning to continue vaccinating those already eligible for free um, and private providers will be able to charge and provide uh, jabs to anyone that's over 18 years old. What vaccines are they using? So, so far, India has given uh, doses of two approved vaccines. The first is the AstraZeneca jab um, that's actually made in India as Covishield. And then there's also the locally produced Covaxin vaccine. Um, the Russia-made Sputnik V uh, vaccine has also been approved in the country with the first batch to arrive on May 1st, which is the day when the third phase is supposed to start. Are they not using the Pfizer vaccine or any of the other available vaccines? So actually, due to supply shortages, the central government recently gave um, emergency approvals for vaccines approved in other countries, which you know it includes those made by Pfizer and Moderna. However, it hasn't really given any details yet on whether those jabs will be procured by the, the central government or state government or how what the logistics of that will be. I see. Well, 
Thank you for the update. Hopefully this next phase in their vaccine program will help them flatten that curve and save some lives. Yeah, um, it's it's been a dire situation there. So I hope that it really helps things out in terms of the healthcare strain and everything. So we'll be keeping an eye on things for sure. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks, Jimmy. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Factual Forecast. We publish our forward-looking podcast each Thursday to help you get a jump start on the week ahead. You can, of course, subscribe for free. And if you have feedback, suggestions, or events we missed, drop us a note by emailing hello at factual.com.